Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. A sweet week 16 for you as we are on the verge of a Christmas holiday. I don't know if we're on the verge of any games in the NFL being moved, but I know that we've got one tonight in Nashville. Niners and Titans, that and so much more to get to here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks, as you heard. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb. Find Bucky on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. And we're getting down the home stretch of the season, Bucky. So now we're starting to get more and more into that MVP talk. And earlier today, via NFL Network and NFL.com, a poll of 23 front office executives, including 10 
general managers done by Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network says right now the National Football League's most valuable player race is down to two players, Aaron Rodgers and Jonathan Taylor. Bucky, are you surprised that these front office execs are pretty much on the same page when it comes down to the league's most valuable player right now? I A little bit I am because I wondered if Tom Brady would kind of get like the Lifetime Achievement Award and he would be kind of ushered in even though – I think he's played he's played really, really well, but I don't know if he's played at MVP level. And I wondered if they would exclude um, Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor has been great. But I know we typically don't like running backs and we don't give them uh, the respect that they deserve. And so the fact that he's included in the discussion, I'm excited about. The Jonathan Taylor conversation has obviously coincided with the Indianapolis Colts surge this season. I think if Derrick Henry was healthy, I I actually think if Derrick Henry was healthy, Bucky, Mm -hmm. I don't know if there'd be as much of a push for Jonathan Taylor because Derrick Henry would maybe be the one that's getting that push. That's where I think that it is. And I think that this breaks down to positions because you can only have one of this and you can only have one of that. And that's why I'm shocked that Tom Brady did not get more than the two votes that he got from these 23 NFL executives. And I don't even think it's a lifetime achievement award for Tom Brady. When you actually look at the quarterback play that we've had throughout the season and you talk about at least consistency and leading their teams to big wins – Tom Brady has done that. The problem with what happened with Tom Brady is that on Sunday night, he lost all of his weapons and then put up a goose egg against the New Orleans Saints for everyone to see. I do an MVP pyramid that comes out every Wednesday, and for the first time, I had Aaron Rodgers above Tom Brady, and it is on the heels of that. I, I, I could say that... I don't think it's a career achievement award for Aaron Rodgers either, but Rodgers has had this steady climb with Green Bay. But I think Green Bay is a pretty pretty darn good football team. It's just that Aaron Rodgers ends up being the, at the helm of it. I, I'm just surprised that, that people have turned their back on Tom Brady after this one performance and, and after, after Jonathan Taylor's surge and what Aaron Rodgers has done, that Tom Brady seems to, seems to me like a bit of a forgotten piece when it comes to value in the MVP race. You say you think Tom Brady's been a, a forgotten piece? What are you saying, Eric? Well, I'm just saying that if 23 NFL executives uh, are polled and only two of them say that Tom Brady is the MVP, okay. when for the last month he's been the MVP of this league – you know, for once, Tom Brady's actually being disrespected in the NFL. Oh, it's by some God. of his peers, Bucky. I don't know if he's been disrespected just because the guy didn't win MVP. He has three MVPs already. <laughs> like he has three. It's not like he's he's never he's never won. I mean, he's not Susan Lucci. He's never he's not he's not he's not a guy that's been sitting out no. never winning a daytime Emmy for his, his his great acting skills or his ability as Tom but we Brady. We turned on him. He lost three of his guys, his his top players in one game. It's not like they found out and he looked different on, he on looked Wednesday. Different. It's not different. like, he, but it's not like he found out on Wednesday. Like when Aaron Rodgers lost Devontae Adams and all those wide receivers against Arizona, mm-hmm. they kind of had a plan on how they were going. I know it was a short week. I, mm-hmm. I understand that, but they still had a game plan. Bruce Arians and the Buccaneers aren't going into a division rival against the Saints and be like, "What happens if we lose Godwin, Evans, and Fournette in the game? How do we do this?" 
So Brady off of one one game where he actually plays ends up kind of being like, oh, that's Tom Brady. And I, I'm guilty. I, I was guilty of it as well. But to have no support, like I thought there would be a mixed group. Like I expected Jonathan Taylor to get some votes. I expected Aaron Rodgers to get the most votes. But for Tom Brady to only get like two nods, Justin Herbert and Cooper Cup each got a vote in this, in yeah. this polling. So, and they, and they should. I, th- I think there are about seven guys right now that, are, that realistically could have a chance to be MVP. Will five of them likely have a chance? No. But I think there are six or seven guys that still you could say, you know what, I could make a case for them to be the league's MVP. May not be a strong case. Some may be stronger than others. But right now what these GMs are saying or these front office people are saying is that it's a two-horse race. And I just, I actually think it's a bit of disrespect to Tom Brady and what he's done this year. Mm. Um, I would say it's disrespectful, but what I will say is that stinker of a performance that he put up on national TV certainly didn't help, right? Them mm-hmm. getting shut out, uh, they didn't look, they couldn't get in the red zone, all of those things. If that's the lasting impression before Tom Pelissero sends you a text, I mean, you're not as inclined to be like, yeah, you know, I got Tom Brady in there, you know. And I think that's the issue because that same Saints team, Jalen Hurts went up and down the field, up and down the field. The Philadelphia Eagles went up and down the field against the Saints, and so. Some of that is in play. But if Tom plays great this weekend and we have another straw poll next week, maybe he gets more straws. Do you think that there will be a straw poll next week? And others, I mean, because I, don't th- I think this is such you great timing. You have the pyramid. Each I week. do. Like, why not? Like, we can have the stra- weekly straw poll. Maybe that would be my thing. On Twitter, I just have weekly straw polls about MVPs <laughs> and stuff like that. I want to I brand something. So maybe we'll do that. Yeah, next but- week we can have one. If you look at what Brady has done this season and you look at the other quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the league, really it's only – and Rodgers had an atrocious week one. And it actually took, I think, Rodgers the first mm-hmm. you know, couple of weeks of the season to really get into a, a, into I mean, a, a flow. Yeah, but I'm, Brady's been pretty consistent from, from day one when they beat the Cowboys on opening night. He has been consistent. And, in fact, I mean, look, I, I think you can make a reasonable case that – like some of the Aaron Rodgers stuff is because we're not excited about anybody else. And so it's like an easy thing. He's been good. Mm-hmm. He's been good. But when you really look at the Packers and the way that they performed, I would say this year more than any other year, they're probably a more balanced team than they've ever been in terms of their offense, defense, the way they're using the running game, the players that are kind of being in the mix. He's certainly the symphony conductor, but it's not like some of the other years when we've seen him do everything. And so you might be right if you talk about the disrespect because if you're going to include Rodgers, you probably should include Brady because I would say their seasons are very, very comparable. I actually think in a, in a weird way, Rodgers benefited from missing the game against the Chiefs mm-hmm. because you saw what they were without him. It gave them, a, yeah. gave them a, a, mm-hmm. and people who watched the opportunity to be like, this is, this is what this it is looks the Packers. Like. With, yeah. This is what yeah, it this, looks like without him. Yes, and and Brady's situation on Sunday was just not advantageous for him mm-hmm. because it appears that, oh, Brady needs all of this help to do it. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but the point that you you can't win an MVP by yourself. Like even Lamar Jackson needs mm-hmm. Mark Andrews to th- you know yeah. to catch the passes. Like you can't do it all by yourself. But Brady's put in a spot 
last Sunday in a game where you just there's no way that you could prepare for that against a team that is your division rival that has kind of had your number you know for the first three meetings that you've played it's just like like it was a it was a you don't want to say like a, a perfect storm but a lot of things came together on Sunday night to torpedo Tom Brady's MVP chances yeah and I also think that what we've done is we've romanticized how we view quarterbacks and what quarterbacks actually do right we we think that quarterbacks elevate everyone around them. They're basically superheroes that they get all of this stuff done on their own accord. Yet, the first thing we say when a quarterback struggles is, oh, he has to have more help. We got to have more help. He doesn't have a supporting cast. When you really look at what the Green Bay Packers have, I believe they have a better supporting cast than people give them credit for. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the game. MVS, Alan Lazard are solid role players in the roles and responsibilities that they're asked to play. The running game is different, so now you have to actually worry about Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. The offensive line that they really put a lot of time and energy and effort into has been fortified, even though it's banged up. And so it's a really good team that he's playing with, and so he's not being he's not being asked to do what he had to do in the past when they didn't have all the stuff around him, right, particularly the defense. And so it's just one of those things where we kind of pick and choose who we say elevates whom when really quarterbacks need great players around them to be able to do it. Because I don't know if there's a Hall of Fame quarterback who didn't necessarily have Hall of Fame receivers around him. There were five players that received votes. We mentioned them. Uh, Rodgers received 11, and Jonathan Taylor received eight, and then Tom Brady received two. The other ones who got votes were Justin Herbert and Cooper Cup. I think people forgotten how good Herbert's season has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know the loss to the Chiefs uh, – doesn't help considering how good that offense looked this, Man, uh, on Thursday. Yeah, but Herbert's been pretty consistent. Yeah, he's fantastic. Looking at his stat line, he has over 4,000 yards, 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. His passer rating is a little below 100. But I think what we've seen from Justin Herbert is he's an absolute star. And I think Brandon Staley actually helps him because, man, at every turn he gives, Brandon, Justin, he gives Justin Herbert his flowers. Talks about him being a star. He's a gangster. He's a G. Look how special he is. He's so good that we play Madden football. We go for it on every fourth down because my quarterback is better than any other quarterback in the league. All those things kind of play into the fact that he is an MVP candidate. I got two other names for you that I think should be that should have maybe gotten a vote. Okay. I still think Matthew Stafford. Oh. I, I know. Yeah. MVP? I, yeah. Well, sure. Matthew I, I mean, Stafford. Yeah. And, and, and the other, and the other name, I, I think Debo Samuel's name needs to be included. Okay. I have, Just, one, I have one additional name. Oh, 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 okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I think, I think the rookie in Dallas, Michael Parsons need to be in the conversation. In the MVP conversation. Absolutely. You can look at his stat line. People talking about TJ Watt. Look at his stat line compared. He absolutely needs to be in the conversation because none of us thought that the Dallas Cowboys would be led by their defense into the postseason as opposed to their offense. The number one change has been Michael Parsons coming over and taking over. He should sweep them all. Defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, and then give me MVP. Just give them all of it. Put them all on the middle at one time. Debo Samuel changed positions midseason. What are you talking? He's a wingback. He's half running back, half wide receiver. We talked he's, about that. He's, a he's half back. man, half amazing for this for this <laughs> last is, month. He is I mean, awesome. He, he is awesome. I think he has the second most rushing touchdowns behind Jonathan Taylor since week nine. I mean, uh, the way they're using him, uh, he, he was second in receiving yards before he made the switch behind only Cooper Cup. Yeah, 
I mean, think about that. Think like like. Do you think the Packers are like, geez, Dylan and Jones are down. Hey, Devontae, why don't you go in the backfield? Let's line up a few. I mean, like that's like that's, that's what that's I mean, that what is, happened. That is pretty remarkable what he's doing. He's averaging seventeen point eight yards a catch. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. That's oh crazy. man, that's, man. That's, a, that's a nice foot. Where is he at on the pyramid? I don't uh, really understand the pyramid. Is the pyramid the Well, if you would follow top? me on Twitter, maybe you would have I mean, a better understanding. Understand Instead, you just follow all these coaches and scouts. And, and, <laughs> I'm and trying to NFL cut it back. I'm following too many. I'm following like 134 people. I'm trying to get it down to 100. <laughs> well, that's not good for me then to be added to Bucky Brooks's list. Uh, it was list. in order. Rodgers, Brady, Taylor, and then Cup, uh, Stafford, Herbert, and Debo. That's mm. That was the top seven that I have for you. Then it was TJ Watt. Then it was Josh Allen, then Dak Prescott. Yes, it's mm. every Wednesday, Bucky. That is the case. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go, and you think of calling for a ride home? Nah. What's the worst that can happen? Get pulled over, lose your license, total to your car, kill someone? Drive sober or get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. Get Bucky on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. Find me on Twitter, at Dan Bayer on Fox. COVID is absolutely everywhere, including in college football. And the ramifications there are something else. We'll discuss next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, Nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Bucky Brooks, the NFL vet, now NFL analyst, sitting in for Doug. Two days away from Christmas. Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be president in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Yes, Christmas Eve is tomorrow, and the day after that is Christmas. But today. Happy Festivus. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. We air out our grievances today in the world of sports, Bucky. It is Festivus. It is December 23rd, made popular by the great episode on Seinfeld. I got a lot of problems in the world of sports. I know the guys on the crew do (laughs) as well. I'm going to air them out, Bucky. And my first one, looking at you, National Football League, your stupid 10-minute overtimes are just plans for more ties in the National Football League. What's an extra five minutes? Do you know how many times in overtime we have a two or maybe three possession game? The 10-minute overtime is so destined for ties, it drives me absolutely nuts. Make it 12 minutes i don't care just 10 minutes is way too short i've got such a problem with the 10 minute overtime in the nfl wow wow you just want to play forever you want sudden death like what, what is it that you want from overtime i like make overtime. 
Make it sudden death or make it longer. But to put 10 minutes on the clock and be like, all right, figure this out. That's why we've had so many ties in the NFL over the last couple of years. <laughs> I, uh, I also have a problem. Uh, spot of foul pass interference penalties. There should never be a 48-yard penalty in the National Football League unless it's an egregious tackle of a wide receiver running on his way to a clear touchdown. That it is, it is such a bad rule for a you, – you could have a 56-yard penalty in the NFL. How in the world is that fair? That it, 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 that bothers me. If there's any doubt that it wouldn't be a touchdown, 20-yard penalty. Boom, done. 25-yard penalty, that's fine. There should be no penalty that is 48 yards, Bucky. I I can get behind that one. I can get behind that one. I can, I can get behind a 20 to 25-yard penalty. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I do hate the let's throw it up and let's put it in the hands of the official to make a call for a major exchange of yards. No, I'm good with that. I'm, we I'm are, okay with you. We are airing our grievances here on this Festivus in the sports world here on Fox Sports Radio. You know what else makes me mad? <laughs> Fantasy insiders who tell me to sit Jared Goff or Davis Mills. Yeah, I probably was going to do that. You know what? I'm in the playoffs. I didn't get here by starting Jared Goff all season. I'm sure as heck not going to start now. That is not going to happen. Why someone would need to tell me that I need to start Jared Goff, I have no idea. I am Look, $500 could be on the line for someone, and no one is saying, you know what, I like Davis Mills against the Chargers. I think I'm going to sit Aaron Rodgers against Cleveland. No one is saying that. Fantasy insiders don't tell me. I, I don't need wow. to know to sit Davis Mills. Man, yeah, it bothers me. Bother you really angry today. You saying you want a piece of me? <laughs> really oh, angry. Uh, all right, we're airing grievances. This is cr- yeah, Jason Stewart, you have some grievances to air on this Festivus. I've been sitting on this one for a while. Do you know, um, you know, like at the end of the game when, when teams are trying to kill time, the commentator, and it's always an ex-athlete, and they always give way too much credit to the running back for staying in bounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a smart play that yeah. he stayed. To me, it's like that's his job. Like He should do that. I would make the argument that it's a dumb play for him to run out of bounds, but it's Correct. not a smart play for him to stay in bounds, is it, Bucky? I mean, it is kind of heady. When they, they do that, especially when they go right to the sideline and they just kind of drop on their bottom inbounds. That's a smart play. I like that. It's, it's, you're doing what you're supposed to do. To Jason's point, if they run out of bounds, we should have carte blanche to be like, that was dumb. That was a dumb play right there. That's what I think. That's what we need. Wow. Well, you should stay in bounds. You should know the situation. There's no way you should run out of bounds. Man. That's what we need on Man. this Festivus. You guys are tough. Tough guys right there. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> yeah, I got a problem with people that want the Washington football team to be called the Washington football team. I like Why? that name. Why? I love that name. This isn't soccer. It reminds me of I soccer. Don't want FC Chicago. I don't need this stuff. So I don't go- need Real Kansas City Chiefs. I don't need that stuff. No, thank you. So we're gonna we gonna call them the Wolves after we all grew up knowing that that was not their name. <laughs> like it's like hey, hey. it's like the Washington Bullets moving to the Wizards. You're not the Wizards. You're the Bullets with a different name. I don't like that. No. Calling them the Washington Football Team is punting on second down. That's how <laughs> bad it is. You're just giving up. You're not giving anything a chance. You think that something that might work actually works. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Man. I got a lot of problems with you people, just like Frank Costanza. I got you know a lot what? of problems with you people. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else I can't stand? 
People who can't figure out why the PGA Tour hasn't found their next Tiger Woods. I'll tell you why. Because there isn't an ex-Tiger Woods, people. There is only one of one. Kind of hard to replace the guy that changed everything in the sport. Oh, my goodness. Golf's down because there's no next Tiger Woods. No, duh. Guess what? Golf is just fine. It's just he's a a comet. He's he's a, again, he's a one of one. He's an NFT. There's only one Tiger Woods. People. Quit trying to tell me that there should be more. We saw we saw the next Tiger Woods. His name is Charlie. His name is Charlie. There you go. Fair enough. Charlie. All right. He could be, but he's still not Tiger. Oh, <laughs> uh, there it is. Happy Festivus to uh, to you and yours, Bucky. No grievances. No, I mean, I like I'm pretty cool with with sport. I I, I kind of like that. The only thing that I don't like is I don't like bowl season now. I think bowl season is now boring because no one plays in it. There's nothing yeah. on the line. We have too many bowl games. Like, it's fun to watch the games, but they're really like spring practice scrimmages now because you're playing a bunch of guys that are – like, I watched Missouri Army last night, and the freshman was making his first start for Missouri, but I didn't know who he was. So I watched it, yeah. but I didn't know. It's not the same intrigue. You know? Iowa, Iowa Sam wants to chime Really in. quick. Jason's saying we got to go up to him. Real quick, though, I got a grievance with all these guys playing their bowl games and then going right – into the transfer portal. What's that all about? Just like the Missouri quarterback. <laughs> just like the Wyoming quarterback. Like You just won a bowl game. You're the man. Why are you leaving town? Yeah, the Wyoming yeah. quarterback is especially. We ran for like the, 200 the yards. The Missouri said, quarterback oh, you. also leaving. I don't get it. Oh, man. We got a lot oh. of problems. We, we could do this next hour if we wanted. Uh, happy Festivus to you all. It is a happy Festivus. I have more grievances that I could get to, but we will, we will let them slide for another day. And uh, Iowa Sam is here. I think he wants to correct something yes. in our airing of grievances. Well, actually, I said that the uh, the Missouri quarterback is transferring. He was actually the starter. The backup made the, the, the bull start. So uh, Connor uh, Bazelik, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, mm-hmm. he is the one who's transferring, not the one who started the Lockheed Armed Forces Bowl. I got good news. Correction. No one really cares about Missouri football right now, so <laughs> we didn't even need the correction. But I, I appreciate yeah. you trying to set the record straight because there's someone in Columbia saying, what is Iowa Sam talking about? That's just Iowa disrespecting Missouri again, and you just wanted to at least give them yeah. fair play. They were supposed to be our bowl opponent last year, but then they had a COVID issue. So mm. That's why I'm sticking it to them. <laughs> Bucky and I gave you uh, simultaneous. <laughs> simultaneous. Mm. Wrap it up, Sam. Mm. <laughs> uh, do you think it's okay to drive stone drive stone the truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high you not only put yourself in danger but everyone around you stop kidding yourself if you've been using marijuana in any form do not get behind the wheel if you feel different you drive different drive high get a dui paid for by nitsa we had john middlecoff earlier and bucky said that i was too afraid to address the seattle seahawks situation right now with the Seahawks uh, very likely out of the playoff picture after their recent loss to the Rams. The fact that they were even in the hunt, there should be another column, Bucky, on TV networks when they show in the playoffs or division leaders, wild cards in the hunt. They should be in the hunt, but not really in the hunt. That should be a, a separate column because that's probably where the Seahawks belong. But there was a time this year where I saw a playoff graphic had 14 teams in the NFC playoff picture. The only two that weren't in were Detroit and Seattle. So the fact that the Seahawks actually made it by beating the Houston Texans back into the graphic, that was very good. But Russell Wilson has not been very good. No. And you can blame 
blame you can blame the finger all you want. It seems to have gotten better since he uh, has come back. But the real issue that that I just I I think in Seattle, Bucky is Russell Wilson griped around the Super Bowl last year about you know mm-hmm. his say and having his part in everything. And he apparently did have a say in bringing in Shane Waldron, their offensive coordinator. So now if Russell Wilson is playing poorly, which he is, he bears much more of the responsibility Mm -hmm. than putting it on the GM or putting it on the head coach and bringing in a coach that you didn't work with. He seems lost in this offense, let alone trying to play with a finger that got operated on less than two months ago. I am glad that you brought that up. And I am surprised because I thought you were team Russell Wilson he is a nice guy, so no one really criticizes him. But over the last year and a half, he's not been very good. He hasn't been good since the middle of last season. You know, everyone in that campaign up in the Northwest was like, oh, we got to let Russ cook. But Russ was burning the mills. He's been burning the mills. Mm-hmm. He, hasn't been, he hasn't been the same. And so they dumped Brian Schottheimer. Uh, Russell did have heavy say in the new offensive coordinator, and it hasn't looked great. And one of the reasons I will tell you why it doesn't look great when Russell's playing quarterback is the best part of Russell's game is when he plays off the script, when he improvises. It is hard for an offensive coordinator to call a game for a guy who likes to freelance. And so part of what the Rams were trying to do is put together a structured environment around Russell that would allow him to do less. Like he didn't have to work as hard to get the production, but he doesn't function well in that environment. And so what you have is a guy who is miscast and misplaced. And so until they're able to kind of figure out what is best for Russ or until Russ is able to adapt to a more structured offense, it's always going to look like what it looks like because he doesn't play well in a timing and rhythm-based offense. He seemed there, – there were clips going around on, on Seahawks sites on Twitter on – on, on passes to DK Metcalf that he missed in the Rams game where mm-hmm. Metcalf is wide open and, and Metcalf's obviously frustrated and there's going to mm-hmm. be decisions that you're going to have to make about him moving forward. But you know what I think really turned with Russell Wilson on Tuesday night was Russell Wilson, you know, very few, uh, if anyone, can throw a better long ball than mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Yeah. And when he underthrew DK Metcalf, when they were struggling to do anything on offense that allowed Jalen Ramsey to come back and uh, deflect a, a play that that was really could have been a huge play in the game, that's when you say, all right, now we're not even hitting those. And I know they didn't have Tyler Lockett. I, I completely mm-hmm. understand that. But that's a situation in a play where even if things are going wrong, you would still think, okay, Russ can throw one deep because that was really the only thing that they were doing early on in the season. Like their game mm-hmm. against the Colts and, and even against the Titans, they had just a bunch of big plays that they scored on, and, and that really masked the problems that they mm-hmm. would end up having over the next you know 12 or 13 games that they would play. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a very smooth or fluid offense. It doesn't operate like on schedule. Um, and I think this was one of the issues that uh, the Packers had with Aaron Rodgers at the end of McCarthy era is Mike McCarthy had a tough time calling plays because Aaron was playing um, such a sandlot version of football that it's just hard. You just don't know. And so as the play caller, you get all the criticism and blame, but the offense isn't really being called or executed the way that you would envision it. Sometimes for quarterbacks like Russell, um, as they get older, what you want to do is take – 
a lot of the responsibility off of their shoulders. And so you want to make the game easy by putting in the run game. So they wanted to do some of the stuff that the Rams and some of these other Shanahan offenses do where they run the stretch on the running game and then come back and run the complimentary bootleg or play action passes because those are easy. You can do those in, in, in your sleep when you're an older quarterback. But for whatever reason, like it doesn't necessarily work for Russell. And then the quick rhythm passing game, right, where you see Tom Brady throwing all these quick routes, quick hitches, stick routes, quick outs. Russell doesn't throw those things well because it's catch, rock, and throw. He doesn't throw well on time. He kind of likes to float and, and, and move around in the pocket. It's hard to make the game easy and give him high percentage completions when he doesn't play on time. That's a hard part. Pete never wants to say that, but he said it in so many ways. Like, hey, we got to get people out of 2D. We got to do this stuff. But no one will come out and say, hey, man, Russell doesn't play well on time. Is is this known throughout NFL circles? Because now my, my question is, do teams think that they could get Russell Wilson on the cheap and it's going to be difficult to do a deal for him because of the kind of season that he's having? Uh, look, I, I think people entertain the possibility of bringing him on, but the Seahawks would be silly to get rid of him. They would be silly to get rid of him. One, they have him under contract. They have him under control. Two, when you think about moving Russell Wilson, the number one question has to be, well, who's going to play quarterback? So you are Mr. Seahawk. How do you feel about Geno Smith being your quarterback after well, you trade Russell Wilson? I think I think that the, I don't think that it would be Geno Smith. I, I don't think that he would be the guy that would step in. I think that I think if you looked around the NFL and you took different places and took the temperature of certain teams, there are certain teams that would maybe have quarterbacks available if you were to do a deal where you could maybe get one in return. Okay, give me one. Uh, well, hey, what about a what about a young draft? What about if you, uh, you took the Chicago Bears and they said, "Hey, Russell, this is one of the four teams that okay. reportedly you mentioned." Mm-hmm. You give us, you know, you don't Justin have a first-round pick, so we'll take Justin Fields, and then you give us, you know, your firsts in uh, 2023 and 2024 and, and move on like that. Oh, so like you'd be okay. Okay, if they got, if they got back at Justin Fields, you'd be okay with it. I, I think that that would be a route that they would, they okay. would have to consider. That. Okay, yeah. okay, young Justin Fields. All right. Or if, if, if a team does have a first-round pick and there was another squad that they were, they were looking at, what about if, you know, I mean – so you know, the, Scott four, Fitter, the four teams were it was like Dallas, New Orleans, Chicago, and New York. How you feel about Daniel it, Jones? Uh, well, no, th- yeah, that that was another team that popped up. I wouldn't be too keen about no Daniel that, Jones. So no but Daniel I'd rather Jones. have Daniel Jones than Geno Smith. Okay, so no Daniel Jones. Um, but I'd rather have him than Geno Smith. So you take Daniel Jones and like three numbers. What about ones. the Raiders? What about the Raiders? I don't think that's on his list. Was that no, they on his were list? they were mentioned last year. They weren't in the latest report. Okay. Denver was another team that you popped Derek, up. But you take you take Derek Carr. Yes. Okay, Derek Carr. Derek Carr would get the. My argument this past week, actually, after after that Raiders Browns game, was I if you put Derek Carr on Cleveland, how much better would the Browns be? Mm. And I think they mm. would be better. I think they'd be how much better? A lot. I think better? they'd be better than than seven and seven. Better than seven and seven. Yeah. Okay. You willing to pay forty five million well, for that? You're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to pay Baker Mayfield something. Yeah, but you have, you have to pay Baker Mayfield forty. I I don't know if you would do it. I would just just in in that spot. Like I still think I get, Cleveland's I, in play for Aaron Rodgers, Alex Van Pelt, and that ooh. connection. Aaron, so. Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. He can't go kidding? anywhere. He can't he has, go anywhere. He doesn't have any leverage. He's gone like those 34 he's Twitter not, accounts you're going to say not, goodbye no, to. No, he's not gone. He'll be a Green Bay Packer. 
Uh-huh. I'll, I'll even make a donut bet on that one. Okay. You're, we're, by the way, we're going to get you down to 133 on your Twitter followers. <laughs> a happy Festivus to you. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. Bucky follows 134 people, says he wants to get down to 100. We're trying to trim the list for him. Get him on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. I said it is the Doug Gottlieb Show. No Doug Gottlieb today. That's because Doug was in for Colin Cowherd on the herd earlier today. And you won't believe what he said about Lamar Jackson. You'll hear it next year on Fox Sports Radio. You're saying you want a piece of me? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues. And they're obsessed with college sports, just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
tickets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb today, just uh, two days away from Christmas. The NSYNC Christmas album is one of the most underrated, I will say, Bucky. It is a very, very strong Christmas album. Recommend anybody to put it on during the, the holiday. Get Bucky on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. Wow. Find me on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. It's, it's, it's you know, one of those where you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't, maybe if you're not into that type of music. I was all about the boy bands, you know, mm-hmm. 98 Degrees, Backstreet, NSYNC. Mm-hmm. I met in sync once that's a story wow. for another day but the in sync christmas album is actually NSYNC, very very strong in sync christmas album yeah i thought yeah. mariah carey kind of had uh all the christmas music on lock i didn't yeah, think anybody she, else i thought she just kind of dominates and that's kind of her thing yeah the all i want for christmas is like number one like that's the <laughs> that's the aaron Rodgers. we don't even know really how good he is but everybody's gonna put him number one just kidding aaron Rodgers fans just kidding. John Middlecoff, our uh, former NFL scout and host of the Three and Out podcast, will join us in about uh, five minutes or so and an update quickly from Ralph Irvin coming up. But the college football playoff, Bucky, has figured out a way how they are going to handle COVID. Don't get it or else. That is the mm-hmm. message sent by the college football playoff, whose executive director, Bill Hancock, announced yesterday that this is going to be the situation when it comes to the final four in college football. If both teams in a semifinal cannot play in their game on New Year's Eve, the game will be declared a no contest. And then the winner of the other semifinal ends up being the national champion, if three of the four college football playoff teams are left unavailable, the lone remaining squad would be deemed a national champion. And as for the game, if we actually get past the New Year's Eve contest and get to a national championship game, they can move it back from Monday, January 4th to as late as Friday, January 14th. After that, I guess you would just have to declare a national championship via forfeit for the team that couldn't uh, compete. But forfeits are definitely in the forefront as COVID is wreaking its head in college football. You could see teams uh, advancing because of this. Are you are you surprised that they weren't even flexible with their semifinal games that they've got? No, I think just because of the way it's going. I mean, it's big business. You don't want you don't want to have to lose out on a game, particularly if it's a TV product. And so, what you want to do is you want to scare people straight. 
So you immediately get their attention. You make sure that everyone understands it. Um, you put it on the coaches um, to make sure they implement the kind of practices that are necessary uh, for the guys to meet the protocols. And I think we've seen that. You know, I think what's remarkable, like Alabama, they talk about the different things that they've had to do with the kids going home to see their parents and that stuff. Like everyone has to be aware. Uh, I think that's the scary thing. I think the scary thing uh, for the coaches is knowing that they're going to release the kids. The kids are going to go home and they're going to see who knows uh, who around the table and it may impact everybody. So I think what you're doing is you're so close to the threshold. You're so close to being a champion. You're putting the onus on the players to be accountable for their actions. And so just one of those deals. I, I, I get it, especially with the games on the 31st. There's probably not tons of flexibility if you are trying to play a game that next week. Um, however, with I, I just don't know why you couldn't have some flexibility, even with TV windows, if you had to, to put it on a – you know, on a on a unique night or on a on a Tuesday, and then come like these teams are going to be traveling that far ahead of time. I, I I was surprised that they were so stringent with it last year. If you remember, Ohio State had like thirteen guys out for the national championship game, and when there was even talk about the national championship game being moved, Alabama fans just were you know it wouldn't have mattered if Ohio State had thirteen additional players that could play in that game. They weren't going to beat Alabama, but at the time, if you remember, when we were in a different COVID situation. Alabama fans were like, we're not going to move this game. You got to suit up and play and get out there. So I don't, I don't see how this year how they could end up moving a game. I think they're going to just get too much flack. And I, I it, the the thing that bothers me more actually is how you tell a Rutgers team who now apparently is going to take this spot in the Gator Bowl vacated by Texas A and M mm-hmm. after you haven't had guys playing the last two or three weeks. I just. I, I don't know how the idea to take a team that already played in a bowl game to play at another bowl game, I think is a much better idea than to ask these Rutgers players to figure out a way to get in shape, to be able to play in less than a week and a half. Oh, I think you can get guys ready to play just depending on um, what they've been doing. Like some teams have already started immediately as soon as the season ended, they went into their off season workout program, right? And that off season workout program is weights. It's still some running. It's more of a maintenance mode. But it doesn't take long to really ramp up and get it going. And also because I think some of these coaches are equipped with getting teams ready after dealing with COVID, um, I think they will be able to get them going. I think they'll be able to get them to play at a pretty high level pretty quick. Ralph joining us now. He's the host of the Three and Out podcast, NFL analyst and former NFL scout. John Middlecoff joins us. Hello, John. Happy holidays. How are you? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Doing well. How about you guys? You know, we're, we're hanging in there. We are also in a wet and soggy California right now, like, uh, you know, rain coming down. But we are keeping our spirits up. Bucky and I started the show today talking about this piece of Tom Pelissero did and, and just getting the, the thoughts on the MVP case or race involving about 23 front office executives, some GMs, some not GMs. And basically the results were a two-horse race, Rodgers or Taylor. Three weeks left in the season. How do you see that race shaping up? Yeah, to me, I'd, I'd vote for Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> I mean, I think he's clearly the best player in football, has been now for two years running. Uh, and, and I think we got, you know, a glimpse this year when he missed the game and Jordan Love had to play the, the difference. But I, I think he is, you know, just in the peak of his powers. You know, it's a little reminiscent. Now, I know the championships aren't there, but when Michael Jordan came back 
and he was no longer the athlete he was in the early 90s, but in 96 and 98, he just had mastered the sport. Yeah, I, I feel like that's when I watch Aaron Rodgers, and you know, I think they're going to be the number one seed, and obviously they were last year and didn't get it done. There is, they're gonna, I, I picked them last year. I'm going to pick them again. Uh, I, I think their team, obviously defensively, can, you can get a little nervous with them, but him and Devontae, and I, I give LaFleur a lot of credit to instituting the running game has added a physical element to the team that, you know, living up here in the Bay Area, I've obviously had a front row seat to some of those Harbaugh teams, and then even a couple years ago with, with the Shanahan team, they just didn't match up that well with physicality because they weren't physical, you know, for, for a long period of time. And a lot of that had to do with McCarthy. In that first year, it's not fair to put it all on the floor because Rodgers didn't play that well. But when he really bought in and they've kind of trans. I would say molded the offenses, right? They they have the Shanahan kind of just mindset of running the ball, and they have, you know, A.J. Dillon's turned out to be a very, very good player, and obviously Jones is a stud. But then Aaron still is able to kind of run his more spread, you know, in-the-gun stuff that he's always – why wouldn't you? I mean, he's one of the greatest players ever. But to me, he's just he, – he'd be my vote pretty easily, to be honest with you. You know, in, in saying right there, because you're in the Bay Area and the 49ers are playing tonight, what has been the biggest difference in the last six or seven games that enabled the 49ers to kind of realize their potential as a playoff contender? Well, I think it's a couple things, Bucky. I think, you know, they were turning the ball over a little bit like Kansas City, uh, just at a really high rate from fumbles. Jimmy was throwing picks. And it's just it's, it's really hard to overcome that when you're a good team. And then they had a bunch of injuries. And, you know, Debo missed a couple games. Kittle missed a, a ton of time. And uh, those two guys are, as we saw the Pro Bowl, I mean, they're two of the better players in the league. And when they're on, there's really just no stopping them. And I, I give the guy, because I'm hard on him, but Jimmy has just played a lot more under control. And, you know, I, I, we've all seen some of the videos go viral, you know, when Kyle lights into Jimmy after just a horrendous pick that looks like something Zach Wilson would do, is that he's just cut that out. And he's been much more, you know, I think when we thought about Jimmy two years ago when he was playing well, we thought of him like an accurate quarterback. And there were times this year where it's just his accuracy was atrocious. Even he'd have some games where he'd throw like, you know, let's say low 60 percentage. But a lot of that is like Debo Kittle and, and even Ayuk making these miraculous catches because he was, he was airmailing all these balls. And he's just been much more, I would say, under control as a player. And their pass rush, I mean, we know how good Nick Bosa is, but the rest of the kind of random group of guys has, has really played well. So anytime that you know your offense has just blue-chip guys all over the place and you can rush the passer – it's just a you know a, a formula to to win football games regardless who you're playing. NFL analyst and former NFL scout John Middlecoff joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show as he does every week. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer sitting in for Doug. I don't want to call a two-game losing streak a slide, so we'll just call it a two-game losing streak. But is there reason to be worried in Arizona, especially after their effort in Detroit last weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, I've always questioned – you know, anytime a coach just doesn't have a history of winning, and we know he's at a disadvantage at Texas Tech, so no one expected him to, like, compete for the playoffs. But, I mean, he struggled to go 500, you know, and we've mm-hmm. seen a good coach there before, and Mike Leach won. Now, I didn't even expect him to win at that level, but he had no history of winning. And then last year, for the first time, you know, his only second year coaching in the NFL, they were in prime position to go to the playoffs, and they imploded. Kind of feels like they're doing that again. 
And listen, you don't have to be Lincoln Riley or Kingsbury to watch Kyler early in seasons and see the talent jump off the TV screen. But, and listen, like height can be a little overvalued, I think. And Bucky, I don't know if you'd agree or disagree there with at a quarterback. We've seen it with Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson is built like a truck. And I've stood next to him. I mean, he is thick, right? And he, Kyler is just slimmer and he's smaller. And then as the season goes down, it happened last year and it feels like it's happening again this year. Does he just wear down a little bit? And he's not running as much this year as he has in previous years. And running is a huge element for his success because a little bit like Lamar, I mean, they're two of the better running quarterbacks just in the open field in the history of the sport. It's like Michael Vick style. Like you can't catch them. They can juke guys out. I mean, they're just, they're the total package of just athletes with the ball in their hands and they can throw. So when you take that element away, they're just, they just don't feel as explosive watching them play. Like last, I, I gave them a pass the Rams game. Because they had played 13 games, they won 10 of them. Every team in the league would have signed up for that at the beginning of the season. So, like, you're allowed to lose divisional games. But to lose like that in Detroit after a loss, I even give you a pass when you're a really good team to lose a game like that. Right? If you've won five straight games and you're, you know, cruising to win a division and you play a game in the middle of December against a 2-3 win team, you know, coaches all talk like Belichick, try to hype the teams up. But players, I mean, we're all humans. I mean, they, they see a record, and I would get it. But they were coming off a loss, and they got throttled. I mean, destroyed. I, I love the Colts this weekend. They're playing well. They're physical. And obviously they can really run the ball, which Arizona's having trouble running the ball. And, and again, back to what I'm saying, I, I, I respect both these guys. I, I say it all the time. Like I, I talk a lot of, you know, what about Cliff? But it's more philosophically the way he thinks about football. Everything I've heard about the guy, he's awesome. I just the offense, man. It just it crumbles down the home stretch. So I, I like Indy big Saturday night. All right, I'm gonna I'm ask this for Byer because I know Byer doesn't have the courage to ask it, but I'm gonna ask you, Middlecoff. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to put your scout head back on. Uh, who has to go, Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson? Uh, well, I mean, anytime you get an all I mean, Russell Wilson is easily the best player in the history of that franchise, right, Bucky? Mm-hmm. You've been there. Yep. Uh, so. Walter Jones is pretty good. Okay. Oh, I'm that's, just saying, that's fair. You know, yeah. But, okay. But when all you right, factor in posi- now. Po- now, positional importance, you give Russell sure. the nod, but I, I hear what you're saying. That's, that's fair. Uh, so you have a quarterback who's 32, 33 years old in no world. Do you ever get rid of that guy? And luckily this isn't the, you know, the NBA where you just like, my answer, if I was John Schneider, assuming I'm keeping my job, is just, Russell, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you can want to go to New York, but well, I'm going to trade you to New York for four number one picks. Like, where do I get my quarterback? Now, if you really want Pete gone, and obviously Pete makes a ton of money. I mean, Pete makes like what Pro Bowl wide receivers make, right? He's making $15 million a year, and their owner, who has an, you know, an unlimited amount of money, is no longer here, so it's his family. I think it does get very, very complicated. But if Russell goes, you know, pulls like a Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, like I want this guy gone, he's gone. I mean, it's really that simple. Now where it gets complicated is like if Russell does what he does last year where he's afraid to kind of put his name on it, but like if they're going to trade me but I'm not asking for a trade, then you're just kind of stuck in no man's land. I could see them both coming back. But I I can't see if if I put myself and if anybody puts themselves in John Schneider's shoes, how could you possibly trade him? I don't care for how many. Who's going to play quarterback for you? You know, and I, I, I think that's where it gets very, very complicated in that situation. 
But I, I think there's a chance they both return. Uh, and Pete's probably one of the most unique 70-year-olds in the history of the sport because he's got the energy of like a 40-year-old. So it's not, it's not like he's ready to go off to retirement, it doesn't feel like. I think it's going to be uh, probably one of the bigger stories in the NFL, just what happens in that situation. I, I wouldn't be shocked if any of these things happen because uh, as we've known – John, I wouldn't say sniffs around because GMs go to pro days, but he's definitely kept his eye on some of these guys in recent memory that have come out. But it all does stem back to the reason Russell Wilson's on that team, right, was because John pounded the table. Because remember, the story is like Pete met him, and obviously Pete's an old school guy, sees his height, and was like, I'm not taking this guy. And then they just fell in love, and then he convinced him to take him in the third round, and the, the rest is history. But I, and I know he's struggling right now after the injury, but I, I could not be the guy that's like, yeah, I was the one that traded uh, Russell Wilson in in the peak of in the in his prime. Like, I, I couldn't do that if I was a GM. Yeah, the the catch twenty two is this: Wilson had some input with the offensive coordinator, and the offense is not moving. Yet, there's also not a lot of faith that the front office could draft a replacement with some of the they don't, draft they don't picks have that any picks. Made. Yeah, I mean, well, they, their well, pick is gone. Yeah, even if you were to trade him, though, to have like to be able to restock the shelf, their drafts over the last couple of years outside of DK Metcalf and Michael Dixon have been, uh, yeah, not much to write home about. You can all read it in my book, the uh, tales of a frustrated Seahawks fan. <laughs> John I, I, Middleton. The, the one, the one thing I'd say really quick though, Dan, and I, I defend winning teams. It is a lot harder to draft in the twenties than it is at pick five every year. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it just is. And I know Belichick's taken a lot of heat over the years, like. Your hit rate at pick twenty six, like I, it's I mean me us three could probably have a pretty high rate if we were always drafting four or seven. If sure. we draft twenty six, it, it does get a little more challenging. I'm not I'm not their biggest defenders, but I, I do think they take a little, you know, unfair heat relative to the rest of the league there. Yeah, and Jordan Brooks has actually been playing. Yeah, really he made well, some plays so, the other night. Yeah, he was flying around. Yeah, for sure. Uh, have a great Christmas, John. We will talk to you next week. Uh, enjoy the football, all of it that is played, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week, man. Thanks. You, you too, fellas. Good talking to you. John Middlecoff, former NFL scout and NFL analyst, and host of the Three and Out podcast. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. Do you think it's okay? It's okay? The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. Find Bucky on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. I've been looking at your 134 followers. I don't know what 34 you're going to have to, to cut, <laughs> but I think the Hamilton Tie Cats may be uh, no, getting their walking papers no, pretty soon. No, 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 no. That's my, my, my CFL allegiance. I don't know if you know that. Like, I did some intern work for them. That's my squad, and they well, lost in the Grey Cup again. Well, you have 32 NFL teams that you follow, so then there are really 68 spots left hey, for everybody else. The goal is, Bucky- yeah, the goal is by New Year's, New Year's Day, we've got to get it down to 100. Uh, sorry, Mina Kimes, right? Is that going to be the case? Uh, again, get Bucky on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. Find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Who's done the best job as a head coach this NFL season? We have the answers next year on Fox. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.